0: Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from Rabbi Eli Komfer. Let's listen in. If God's presence fills the whole world, why does it seem easier to connect to God in some places rather than others? This paradox is central to understanding the concept of the Mishkan, God's dwelling place on earth. In Parsha Truma, God declares, Make for me a sanctuary and I will dwell among them. Exodus 25, 8. God asks for a dwelling place on earth in order to be close to Israel. And in a Midrash on this verse, Moshe is shocked by this request. Quote When the Holy Blessed One said to Moshe, Make me a dwelling place, Moshe was shocked and taken aback. Moshe said, The glory of the Holy Blessed One fills the upper and lower realms and God says, make me a dwelling place? Shmot Rabbah 34.1. Moshe understands that God's presence fills the entire world. Indeed, God is called Hamakom, perhaps to indicate that God is more expansive than any particular place. As another Midrash notes, God is the place of the world, the world is not God's place. Given God's omnipresence, it simply does not make sense to Moshe that God would need a particular dwelling place on earth. But God's response in the Midrash reorients our approach to this question. Quote, the Holy Blessed One said to Moshe, I do not think like you think. Rather, 20 planks in the north of the Mishkan, and 20 planks in the south, and 8 planks in the west. See Exodus twenty-six, fifteen through 25 not only that, but I will descend and limit my presence to fit within one square cubit. Shemot 34.1 God clarifies to Moshe, we think differently about this issue. Even if you, Moshe, think it doesn't make sense, I, God, will dwell within the confines of the structure of the Mishkan. Going even further, God says that even one square cubit, presumably the space above the ark, will contain God's presence. In other words, humans think that God transcends any particular space, but God is teaching something more nuanced about God's own presence. According to God, it is possible for God to concentrate God's presence in one place. To me, this explains the possibility of feeling God's presence with particular intensity in a specific location. Indeed, one of the tragedies felt in the wake of the destruction of the temple was that God's presence on earth was diminished and humans were unable to approach God in the same way as before. This tension about the location of God's presence is given expression in one of our central prayers, the Kedusha. In the Musa Amida Amidah for Shabbat and festivals, we see the following question asked by the angels. Quote, God's glory fills the world. God's servants, the angels, ask each other, where is the place of God's presence? Ayem Mekom Shabbat Musaf Kedusha. In the Kedusha, we imitate the angels praising God. In this liturgical moment, however, the angels are not praising. They are asking a question about the location of God's presence. They do not know where God's presence is to be found. What happens next? While remaining uncertain or ignorant about God's location, they praise God, quote, from God's place, mim komo. Blessed is the presence of God from God's place. Baruch k'vod Hashem mim komo. This sentence is a quote from Yechezkel 312, part of the very intense vision the prophet has of God's form. But in the context of the Kedusha, this is a response to the question of where God's presence is to be found. As Rabbi Yehuda Bar explains, The angel's answer is, we don't know where God's presence is to be found, but wherever God's presence is, may God be blessed. In other words, the term mimkomo is intentionally non-specific. According to the Shabbat Musaf Kedusha, then, God's place is not known, at least to the angels, whom we are imitating in this liturgical passage. But humans are not angels. God may not make known God's presence to the angels, but God did reveal God's self to Israel. Our experience of God's presence is explicitly contrasted with the angels in the following Midrash. Quote, the heavenly beasts, the chayot, that carry the throne do not recognize the image of God. When their time comes to recite song before God, they say, Where is God? We don't know if God is here or in another place. But wherever God is, quote, Blessed is the presence of God from God's place. But those Israelites who crossed the sea, each and every one of them pointed with their finger and said, This is my God, and I shall glorify God. Ze'eli <speaking in> vehu, <Hebrew> Shmot Rabbah 23.15 God's angels, the Chayot, do not know where God is, perhaps because they are under the throne. They settle by simply stating, Wherever God may be, we bless God. In contrast, at the crossing of the sea, The people of Israel saw God and knew exactly where God was. They were even able to point to God, indicated by the word zeh, this. God does not hide from us, but reveals God's self to us. Indeed, as another Midrash notes, this is an expression of God's love for us. God loves us so much that God wants to be close to us, available to us. Quote, for the love of Israel, Chibatan even though the upper and lower realms cannot contain my presence, I will lower my presence and make my presence dwell within the Mishkan. Kite Midrashva Gada Ginze Shechter, Volume 1, page 219. In my life, I have felt God's presence more intensely in certain places. Sometimes that is because of an event, the birthing room, for instance but often it is simply a specific place in which I stand. Although theoretically God can be felt anywhere and is indeed present in all places, there are places that carry a stronger spiritual valence for me and make it easier for me to connect to God. For instance, I often experience God's presence more intensely when I am near the open ark in synagogue. My heart still skips a beat when the doors open and I feel in a heightened emotional state connecting to the palpable presence of God. It is as if a direct channel is open for me. And while this reflects my own experience of the place, not an empirical certainty about God's presence, God allows for this possibility of intense connection, fueled by a specific space, to exist. For humans, God's presence manifests in different levels of intensity at certain spaces. This is the beauty of God's relationship with us. We're not angels who exist without knowing whether God is here or there. We are flesh and blood people who connect to real spaces. And while it may seem paradoxical to feel God more strongly in one place than in another, the Midrashim we've seen imagine that God has never been bothered by this. We needn't feel nervous, like Moshe, about limiting God to some smaller radius. According to God, God's self, God's presence is not actually limited when manifest in a particular place. Rather, it is a way for us to feel close to God by giving us a way to more easily connect to God's presence in a specific space. And this is why the paradox, creating a container for an omnipresent God, is actually no paradox at all, but a gift from God. Shabbat Shalom. Our producers for this podcast are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Khabinski for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.